So today is Mother's Day, but the day has got a little bit mistrewn over the years because actually it's Mothering Sunday. And it's an occasion for us to remember our mothers and everybody in the whole world. Um, but it was traditionally a religious, um, for a religious purpose that people went to their mother church, so the big church where they lived, to honour and give thanks to Mary, Jesus' mother. And it usually falls on the fourth Sunday in Lent, so it's three weeks before Easter. So if you haven't got your Easter eggs, you better get out there now, because before you know it, they'll be all gone. But uh, Mothering Sunday dates back to the 16th century, and actually the servants were allowed to have a day off and go and visit their mothers. Um, and they used to make something called a simnel cake, which we've got a picture of. And uh, not that one. <laughs> and it was a fruit cake that had um, marzipan balls on the top. There they are. And that was traditionally made in those days. And there's 11 marzipan balls on the top, which is to represent the disciples. But they didn't include Judas in there, so it was the 11 disciples. And then on the way back from church, the children picked flowers and took them to their moms. And that's where it originated from. But unfortunately, today, it's become very commercialised, hasn't it? And in the UK, £45 million are spent on cards a year, and 55 million on chocolate. And I think Mum's quite happy just with a bunch of flowers, to be honest. I know I am. But anyway, it is a, a lovely opportunity to remember our mums, but hopefully we remember them all the time. But as we know, it can be difficult for some people who haven't got mums for whatever the reason. But we want to think about people who have had women who, sorry men, but it's a women's day today. <laughs> but we're not forgetting you, but people who have um, shown sacrificial love and kindness to us, supported us in difficult times, been a good role model to us. Um, and we know that many people, men and women, have put themselves before other people to help them. So today, as we started last month in parade service, we've been looking at different characters in the Bible. So we thought it was only apt to look at Mary today. Mary, the Jesus of Jesus' mother, and see what we can learn about her, her character, what she went through, the love she had for Jesus. And most of all, to see that she was just like you and me. She had emotions, she had feelings, she had insecurities, but God chose her for a special purpose. And she isn't mentioned that much in the Bible, and she's recorded only a few, she, it was only recorded that she said a few words. Um, and if you ask people who Mary was, they would mostly associate her as the mother of Jesus and the birth of Jesus. But she was just an ordinary girl from Nazareth. And she was about 14 years old, roughly. So we just wondered if we'd got a girl who's about 14 years old who'd like to be Mary for the morning. Around about that age, come on, don't be shy. Who's about 13, 14? don't have to do anything. No. Bethany, you look like you're nearly out your seat. <laughs> I don't know your name. She's trying to get you to go up, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to come up? No. Who's coming up then? We have Naomi. It's the foolproof person to help us today. Come on. You know you always wanted to be Mary. Did you ever get to be Mary when you were little? I can't remember. You can't remember? Oh. No, I didn't. Right, right. Well, you know, Mary has to be blue. That doesn't fit. I know, it's not very good, but never mind. It doesn't matter. Forgot my safety pin. There we go. Isn't she beautiful? Right. So Mary, 
just to give us an idea, was about Naomi's age. Um, and from the age of 12, young girls were betrothed or promised in marriage to a man. So Joseph was going to marry Mary, and that would secure her future, and he would keep her safe and protected. So maybe she was excited, show excitement, about being married, or maybe she was a bit scared. But at the age of 14, we're going to have a look at a bit of a timeline of Mary. And at the age of 14, we know the story, don't we, that the angel appeared to Mary. And how do you think if an angel suddenly appeared right now, bing! I'll be very shocked. Very shocked, absolutely. And anything else? You might be a bit... Surprised. Surprised, that's a good word. And maybe a bit frightened. So she had an unexpected visitor. Probably a bit frightened. And... Are we going to move on? Yeah, we go. <laughs> and it tells us that in Luke 1, that she was frightened. And then the angel told her she was going to have a baby. And she was like, what? I don't understand this. And probably was feeling a little bit confused. So it was a bit scary, wasn't it? And I'm sure we've all been in situations where we've been frightened. Uh, I know I'm a bit frightened of the dark. I don't quite like the dark. And if you shut me in a room accidentally, which has happened to me once, it was very scary. And other people have got other fears about things. And we get confused. You know, when things happen in our life, we don't understand, why is God letting that happen? Why am I going along that path and not that path? We're a bit confused. We don't understand. And then Mary, being the person that she was, she, how did she respond? Well, she said in verse 38, I am the servant of the Lord. Let me, this happen to me as you say. She was trusting God. She was willing to do what he asked even though she didn't know what that meant. She was obedient. She gave her consent. And she was willing to risk a future because actually she didn't know what Joseph would say. She didn't know if he would say, well, I'm not marrying you now, and he would have had to have divorced her in those days. She didn't know if it would be really awful that suddenly she was pregnant and what would people say. So it was a massive responsibility for her to now believe what the angel said accept it and be willing to give up her life and what might happen without really knowing. So moving along then, Mary um, went to visit Elizabeth, her cousin. Now actually, that was a really long way. It would take her a week to walk there. She was 14. I know they walked everywhere in those days. And she went to see Elizabeth, her elderly relative, and show some kindness so she was, they both shared together their excitement of both being pregnant. Elizabeth, because she was very, very old and never thought she would have a baby. And Mary, because she realized that God was going to use her. And um, they were ex probably excited together and worried. It was a bit like a modern-day baby shower together. They were sharing what the excitement of having a baby, the fears of having a baby, probably talked about what they needed to get and the things like that. Okay. And then Mary then, moving along on the story, was the birth of Jesus. So they travelled a long way, Mary and Joseph, all the way to Bethlehem. And it was a really, really long way. And when they got there, there was nowhere to stay. How do you think Mary was feeling? She travelled all that way. A bit disappointed. Disappointed. And do you think you were sitting on a donkey, or maybe walking some of the way, and it was a long, long way. How are you feeling? She was very tired. She probably had a bit of backache like you do when you're pregnant. Hopefully Joseph was rubbing her back. And it's a bit of a long way, you know, when you um, get somewhere and there's nowhere to stay. Now, we once went to France. We didn't book anything. We were camping. 
And we got all the way there, and we went to this place, and was there a campsite open, or could we find a campsite? We drove around and drove around and drove around. So in the end, we thought, we better just book a hotel. So then we went to loads and loads of places. There was no hotels. It turned out it was a weekend where all the French go to this particular coastal town. And it was really worrying. I, Paul was probably fine, but I was having a right fit because we had nowhere to stay. And we ended up sleeping in the car, in a car park. And I was really worried. I was frightened to death that somebody was going to knock on the window and tell us to move on. It, was really, it was, wasn't very, very nice. I was worried that I was going to need the loo in the middle of the night and there was nowhere to go. We sat, we were right by McDonald's and we were literally waiting until they opened the door at McDonald's so we could run in. <laughs> and it wasn't very nice. There was nowhere for us to stay. And probably nothing like Mary and Joseph, but it was something that happened to us. And so they ended up in an inn, so we understand. And there was nobody to help Mary in the childbirth. There was no midwives, there was no other women around to help her. And she had to go in that physical pain that she had. I thought, better just give you a baby so you just feel, just sit down for a minute because it's very tiring having a baby. And this baby that looks a bit girly, but it's Jesus. <laughs> so, what an awful thing to go through. A bit scary. It's painful, you know, those of us that have been through a bit. Um, you know, Josie probably wasn't a lot of help, because men aren't at that time. And she was feeling really tired and probably didn't know what on earth to do. So, and then she had this baby, and it was amazing. But just as she's got over that... Along come all these visitors. You know, you just don't want any visitors when you've just had a baby. You're tired. And along come all these shepherds and wise men and all these people. And it was just a bit much, maybe. Maybe it was. Or maybe she just wondered about it. And it says that Mary treasured these things and continued to think about them. Okay. So, we're going to let you go now. Because, you know, you've had enough. (laughs) So moving along on the story of Mary, we're jumping ahead now, when Jesus has grown up, and he's about 12, right, I need a boy who's 12, come on, who's about 12, anybody, who's near that age, how old are they, come on, double me, (laughs) any 12 year olds, okay, who'd like to be 12 again, (laughs) anybody, Oh, come on, we've got to have a Jesus. Come on, Paul, you'll have to do it. Because <laughs> you know you always wanted to be Jesus, didn't you? Well, I don't even know if this will fit you. And he hasn't got any hair? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Looks like in the skit videos, doesn't it? Okay, so remember, how you were 12. Well, actually, he acts like 12 most of the time, don't you? <laughs> So you're off to the Passover festival. It's really exciting, okay? I forgot, I went to bring something with me. I was going to give you an apple, that's your packed lunch, okay? But anyway, so hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people were off to this festival, um, the Passover festival. It was a holy, ho- holy holiday, we'll call it. It was exciting. I think it was exciting. Um, a lot, and you're probably playing with loads of kids because there were loads of people. A bit like going to Spring Harvest, if anybody's been there. It's really exciting. There's all these people all excited because they're going to celebrate something special. Lots of little children, teenagers, adults. Fantastic. And then, at the end, they're walking home, and they suddenly realize that Jesus isn't there. And it's absolute sheer panic. You may go now. <laughs> 
If you can't find your child, it's very scary. I know that we have, on occasions, lost children, shopping, and that sinking feeling when you can't find a child. Or maybe it might be you can't find an adult, or you've lost your husband when you were shopping, and you're thinking, oh, and you don't know where they are, and it isn't a very nice feeling. And I remember once Mike, he was hiding in the, in the window with the mannequins once, when we eventually found him. But that feeling of panic, I'm just going to watch a very, very short video clip about somebody who panicked. At this time we watched a clip from the film Home Alone 2, where the family realise that Kevin is not with them. Kevin's mother faints in shock. If you haven't seen that film, it's quite an old film from the 80s, I think, Home Alone. That's Home Alone 2, and in Home Alone 1, Kevin got left behind by mistake. In Home Alone 2, Mom was so sure that he, was, he, he got on the plane and everything, but uh, when they got there, he got on the wrong plane. So, a bit scary, a bit panicky. So, after three days, they did find Jesus in the temple. And Joseph and Mary didn't understand. They had real mixed feelings. It says in the Bible they were astonished, which is a bit of a funny word, I think, because I think I'd be really angry. Where have you been? And all that sort of stuff. But they were astonished where he was. He was listening and asking questions in the temple. I'm sure there was this absolute wonderful feeling of relief. They'd found him. He wasn't lost. And frustration about what was going on. Because Jesus was like, what's all the fuss about? Didn't you know I was going to be here? And I think that sounds very familiar, because we've had teenagers who've been out late, and we're worried, and we're checking our phones, and we're trying to find out where they are, and they're not answering. And when they come out, they say, we're worried about fine, fine, like they do. So they don't understand what we're worrying about when we want to know where they are, what time they'll be home, or whatever it is. So Jesus didn't understand, but Mary and Joseph, you know, they were worried. They, she panicked, astonished, relief, frustrated. But Mary's mother kept in mind all that had happened. And then finally, moving on to when Jesus died. And if you know somebody who, whether it's a child or an adult or whatever, who is suffering, it's quite hard to watch. If you can't do anything to help them, you wish you could take their place. And they didn't have to go through that. And I remember watching the film The Passion, if anybody's seen that, I'm sure they have, that there's a bit that really stuck in my mind when Mary was following in the background as Jesus was carrying his cross down to be crucified and the look on her face and the concern that it was just awful what he was going through. She didn't want him to go for that. She was, you know, couldn't bear it really, couldn't bear to watch him. And uh, Mary really suffered with and showed her sorrow and emotional pain that she couldn't bear to watch what he was going through. And some people might have experienced sorrow and grief like Mary in our lives. But Jesus, right to the very last bit, kept his mum in mind. He was thinking about his mum, and he said to Peter, take care of my mother as if she's your own mother. So, and Mary kept all... Ah, uh, we move on. And, you know, the sorrow and the unbearable pain. So Mary, she was a child... A young mom, a mother, she experienced emotions and feelings. She had a major responsibility to look after somebody so holy. How did she cope? Why was she chosen? She sacrificed her life for God, and God can use us too. It's a little bit scary. We're a bit frightened, aren't we, that God might use us and tell us to do something that we're a bit scared to do. Or we might be a bit excited by the challenge, but God loves us so much 
And he loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for us. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. Are we willing to make sacrifices for him and put him first in our lives today as Mary did? Because he promises never to leave us. He'll be right there next to us if we're frightened or worried. He'll comfort us when we're sad. And he'll help us to keep going when we're tired. And he will give us courage to take steps of faith. He wants us to use every one of us. Will you say yes?